Welcome to our podcast series on IT modernization in government, brought to you today by Red Hat. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we take a look at some practical strategies IT leaders can take to optimize their existing infrastructure and start down the road towards agile integration. Joining us today is Stephen Wilmot. Stephen is the Senior Director and Head of API Infrastructure at Red Hat. Before joining Red Hat, Stephen was co-founder and CEO of 3Scale Incorporated, one of the world's leading API infrastructure providers. Stephen, welcome to the program. Thank you. Great to be here. And also joining us is Michelle Davis. Uh, Michelle is Senior Solutions Architect at Red Hat. Michelle has spent uh, more than 15 years designing and developing enterprise distributed architectures for businesses and government in the United States and abroad. Michelle, thank you for joining us today as well. Thank you. Glad to be here. So there's no question CIOs at the federal, state, and local level understand the urgency for modernizing their IT. They also get why moving to an IT services model makes economic sense. The challenge, of course, is how to navigate through the transformation and how to actually integrate agency systems and applications across distributed IT environments. Stephen, I'd like to start by asking you, first, uh, we hear a lot about software containerization, APIs as tools that are helping enterprises make the move to the cloud more effectively, but how effective are they, in fact, in helping agencies get the most out of their existing infrastructure? Yeah, that's a great question. I think there's, there's a huge amount of new infrastructure technology to help change the way systems work and to, to upgrade IT environments, make them more effective. Obviously, different things work in different environments, but also uh, one of the kind of key drivers is having more than one data center, which is, has been common for a while, but also having a cloud footprint as well as an on-premises footprint. And so that creates a diverse underlying infrastructure, which is quite difficult to deal with. It creates a lot of opportunities for improvements and speed and so on, but it creates its challenges as well. So a really key thing to think about is to have a holistic view of you know, how do we have a, a uniform environment across these different footprints? Um, because if you don't do that, then it, it just adds to your complexity. So you may, if you're containerizing something, for example, and putting that on a particular cloud environment, um, you may create a short-term gain, but if there's no plan for how that connects back to the rest of your infrastructure, then it just creates an island of complexity somewhere which may not get managed well and may not bring the benefits that you need. So we often see um, people obviously start somewhere, so they'll take containerization, which has a lot of these agility benefits. Um, it really helps engineering teams deliver things more quickly and change their processes. And obviously, you have to start somewhere with a certain set of systems that you're onboarding to that, and typically they're newer systems. But we definitely encourage people to have a sense of where the other parts of the infrastructure are going as well. Will they ever be migrated? Or will they not be migrated, and hence how they're going to be interfaced to, and how do we, you know, how's that managed, and so on. So having a holistic view is probably point number one there. Uh, absolutely. Um, can you talk a little bit more about containerization and APIs and how they specifically help agencies, and what the importance of automating is relative to that? Yeah. So a lot of the conversations that we have are, are with these larger infrastructure transformations. And there are really three drivers to that. Containerization and APIs are one, and also some changes in the way integration works, and they sort of hang together. 
So containerization helps the deployment flow. It helps uh, management of software itself as it goes from development into production. And there's some really key benefits, and we've had customers that have gotten 50, 60, 70% cost savings in terms of their infrastructure usage through using a containerized approach. And we also made their development teams and their, uh, their partners more effective. Um, APIs are sort of another dimension where it really works on the reusability level. So having APIs as uh, interfaces to the key systems within the organization um, is a very helpful because it basically allows that reuse to grow that has been tricky in, in older infrastructures. And APIs might be in a cloud deployment or they might be in an on-premises deployment. But either way, it creates a, a reusable set of assets. And it also makes it clearer who the owners of those assets are. And those endpoints in previous generations of technology might have integrated them all with an, with an enterprise service bus or a fairly centralized way of connecting those systems together. But as the cloud deployments spread out, so you have more cloud deployments and more data center deployments, and you're using containers to deploy your software, um, you also want to be able to connect any API to any other API to create a new application. So the flexibility that you gain from um, kind of moving away from a centralized integration technology is also pretty significant. And so each of these, and the reuse of APIs, the development and operating efficiencies of containers, and the flexibility of having a, a more distributed integration approach are all beneficial by themselves. Together, they actually, they, that's when they really kind of shine. And um, we often see companies that will do deployments of some of these technologies and be successful um, in a certain group, but it then doesn't necessarily become available to the rest of the organization. And those processes, the real key is to automate them. So um, it needs to be as easy to launch a new API in the organization almost as it is to write a piece of code that calls one of those APIs and does something interesting. So the automation really helps the, the humans in the loop to be more efficient in getting things done. And so typically the customers that we see that really succeed in transformation, they have, they've turned these things, the containers and APIs and so on, into capabilities that anyone with the right clearance can go and, and can go and fire up and use, you know, versus just a sort of a, a smaller team somewhere that has the special arcane knowledge that no one else gets to access. Great. And uh, before we bring Michelle in, just one last quick question. I know you're a big proponent of Agile integration. How, how does Agile integration differ from Agile development, and why should CIOs focus more attention on that? Well, I think um, Agile development is clearly a well-understood methodology. It makes a lot of sense in terms of how you develop the systems. There are certainly cases where you still want to apply a very much more top-down method but Agile integration has a number of principles in terms of iterating things um, at a quicker cadence, in terms of being focused on um, you know, getting feedback onto systems as they grow. Um, and, but it's very focused on the process of writing custom software. Right? That's really where Agile development shines. But the reality of most IT systems is they're not just the, about writing custom software. That's the luxury you have if you're a Silicon Valley startup but the reality is that most organizations have a lot of existing systems that they still need to get value out of that are spread out all over the place. Uh, and those systems will carry on. So the question is, how do you make your environment agile as a whole? And so it, it essentially looks at extending the notion of the agile development cycle to the whole of your infrastructure versus just the, the custom code part. 
Uh, Michelle, let me bring you into the conversation now. You've been heavily engaged with both federal and state and local agencies. Talk to us a little about how you're seeing the use of containers and APIs evolving to help agencies actually enhance their IT operations. Uh, Maybe first beginning with what you're seeing in the federal market. Yes, uh, and basically both state and local and federal are looking at these technologies to enhance and improve their software delivery life cycle and to put governance around their services. So let me show you a couple examples. Like in the federal space, and I can't name this large agency that um, gives out uh, medical assistance uh, to seniors, they're using containers to improve their attack surface, making their security portable and amorphous. So it allows them to deploy their software in a model such that the security is the same regardless of where it's deployed, and it's based on agility, data, cost requirements, and so on. But they have a common security model that they trust. So that's one example of how containers are are, are helping uh, federal. There's also, very surprisingly, um, there's all these data centers and the handoffs between the system integrators that do the delivery to the the system integrators that's doing the test to the system integrators that are hosting the actual deployment, production deployment of these services. They're using containers to make that handoff a little more automated, a little more secure, and a little more efficient. And they guarantee with the use of containers that the content and the way it works should be the same across these environments. So that's another huge benefit that they're getting um, from the use of, of containers. But then when you couple containers with an API strategy, API management, it then brings that governance. There's a goal in the government, state and local, to deliver that data, but to deliver data with robust documentation and code examples and just a cohesive portal so that it makes the user that are going to use that data um, so that they have a little more better understanding. You need a platform to do that, and they're looking for tools to do that. So API management is coming to help satisfy that. Data.gov right now has just put out their draft policy on data sharing. And they're actually asking for input by November 16th, but there is a need for policies because the federal agencies and state local are beginning to publish their services, and they need to negotiate the terms on the SLAs and privacy policies and other critical usage guidelines. So you see it all playing out where these technologies are are helping there. Um, Even a simple example, too, is that I go into places and there's always this policy that you will uh, establish a document type definition. They're even using API management um, technologies to actually help alleviate creating these documents that describe their interfaces and describe their APIs because there's been a lack of. And then just in state and local, I mean, various uses is there. One that I like to tout is the, um, like the state of North Carolina where they're actually using API management and containers to deliver instant 
environments to students so they have access, no matter where they are, to all their files and, and applications so, and via open source. So that, that's great. And then like the New York Transit Authority that abused both API management and containers because they were embarking on a, a mobile endeavor where they wanted to equip their field engineers that do inspections and make repairs to have a little better tools and to do reporting a little faster and so that they can also get their medical response teams the right routes and when there's emergencies that happen in New York, they can get priority over their services and stuff. So all of these things are great examples of federal and state and local using these technologies to great um, benefit. Well, I appreciate your giving us some specifics. Let me ask this question of both of you now. So for the agencies that are moving along in this direction or still contemplating it, what advice would you offer uh, government IT leaders to actually leverage the capabilities now of containers and APIs? Stephen, let's start with you. I mean, I think containers, to some extent, are, um, as a thing, are a well-understood technology, uh, the way it encapsulates um, an operating system and the code you want to run and, and gives you a deployment process. But I would really focus as a, an IT leader on what's the sort of bigger picture in terms of this affecting my organization in terms of the processes that I can create around it. So you want to make sure that you can manage containers at scale um, and have agreements with your service providers and with your internal teams as to how they want to use containers. There's some great speed benefits you can get from development teams being able to move something and test it. And as Michelle gave the examples, those are great examples of actually having things like security already pre-baked into the environments that these teams are using. And so I would focus on you know, how do we roll this out across our infrastructure and how do we have an automated approach to it and how do we uh, make sure that the, the teams are involved in designing the processes because there's nothing worse than sort of saying, hey, we're going to change our infrastructure, right, and then rolling out a bunch of processes which people just are not comfortable with. So I think co-designing them across all the parties involved is really valuable and then having, obviously, the tooling available to make that as seamless as possible. And the similar thing applies to APIs. I think you need to make sure that um, people are on board with the processes that go around APIs. One common mistake that I see is that people very much assume that APIs are sort of for external communication. There are certainly those use cases. There are some great ones, as Michelle mentioned, in terms of data sharing out of the agencies, and there are mandates for that. But actually, having internal APIs is a great building block for that. And um, as teams get more comfortable with owning an API and delivering it to the rest of the organization, or a service provider maybe uh, providing that so that other teams can reuse it, it's really those internal use cases that we've seen also create a lot of benefit because they, uh, they really make assets more reusable than before and create some efficiencies. So think about how some process changes will come about when those APIs are available. Uh, and not just sort of the technology deployment part of it. Terrific. And Michelle, finally, um, what additional recommendations might you also offer to IT officials kind of based on uh, what you're experiencing out in the marketplace? Well, especially for containers, start with small apps to get quick wins, and, and that hopefully will get you some management buy-in and so you can tackle some of the larger ones. But start small and get that quick wins and that experience under your belt. And for API management, um, 
look at what you want to start to track abuse and overuse. So again, you don't know, I always say you don't know what you don't know, and especially when we're going through this digital transportation, this modernization, what should you tackle? Well, we can first start out by understanding what's important to our end users or the users of the apps that we built. So tracking abuse and overuse and what's important, um, start there so you can figure out what to start with. And for all of these technologies and just getting started and recommendations on that is just be collaborative. Encourage a fail-safe, fail-fast environment and be transparent. Um, all of these are kind of contract-driven technologies that you kind of want consensus um, before starting, so be collaborative. I think I'll just add that I think um, it's really frustrating as an IT leader um, to be told to be agile all the time, right? Um, there's sort of that, here's the ideal and this is what you should measure up to. And so it's, it's challenging when you go back and you have all this complexity to deal with. Um, it is also hard to know which technology is really going to help, but I have to say that from my experience in the field, these three changes, the, the move to containers, um, the use of APIs internally, and then you know, getting away from a monolithic integration style, they each have independently pretty significant benefits. And you know, we'd be really happy to talk to, um, talk to folks about how other organizations have done that in a one-on-one -on -one basis and, and kind of help them on that journey and give them examples because there's, there's some real genuine benefits to be had. Terrific. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. Uh, Steve and Wilmot and Michelle Davis, thanks so much for joining us to talk about the roles that uh, Agile integration, containerization, and APIs can play in modernizing agency IT. Uh, and we'd like to thank the folks, of course, at Red Hat for underwriting today's episode. Uh, look for more of our coverage on IT modernization in government on fedscoop.com and statescoop.com. This is your host, Wyatt Cash. Thanks for tuning in.